Well, hello. I'd like to thank you for letting me join you on the Prison Pod. This unique podcast is for people that are in jail or prison or who have been affected by incarceration. My name is Valerie Cartonio, and I always suggest that you grab a piece of paper and something to write with because we would like to hear from you. This week's episode is going to be called Observations. Now, some people might think this is more for the families and people on the outside, um, but I'm hoping that you'll listen to this list and maybe add to it for me, because I would like to make a list to give to families and friends of those coming home to be a little more prepared. So that being said, did you get that piece of paper? If you would like to write us, the address is prisonpod, post office box 294, Orono, that's O-R-O-N-O, Maine, 04473. All right, so let's get started. I've been doing this work for over 20 years, and I have seen a lot of people come home. And some of those have come home to my husband's and my house. So we've done re-entry through our home here um, a few times. So I've learned a lot of things by doing this work. And I'd like to share some of my observations with you and some of the things that I hear from other people who have friends and loved ones coming home and they just don't know what the heck to do. So one thing that I forgot this time around was smells. You need to be careful of the smells in the house and colors, overstimulation. Uh, Don't It might not be a good idea to welcome your loved one home with lots of bright colored balloons and streamers and noise and people, even though everybody wants to welcome them home. Give them a few days to get home and de-escalate. It's quite a process. So those of you that are coming home, we're preparing for you to come home. So we've freshly washed all the bedding and cleaned everything and it's sparkly and smells clean and the first thing is the person coming home has a headache and they feel sick to their stomach because they're not used to these smells and colors it's just too much overstimulation all at once i also found the same thing about grocery stores you want to get someone lost take them to the grocery store the first day they come out especially if they've done 20 years And they didn't have all the choices that they have now. So speaking of choices, I find that you figure somebody's been on in all this time. You haven't had any choices. So you want to have all their favorite foods and all their favorite things and things to do and places to go. And you start overwhelming people with questions. So it's like, well, what would you like for dinner? And how about this? And where would you like to go? And how about, would you like to go see this person too much? So 
I found that if you have one or two things that were a favorite dish of theirs or a favorite blanket on the bed, keep it simple when it first happens. Um, and those of you that have gone home and are back in, go and read through the recycling program. Um, please keep in mind that we don't understand what your needs are when you come home. You need to tell those to us. <clears throat> and it's been a long time. Um, when we have somebody coming home, we want to hug them. Um, if it's your partner, you want to be intimate with them. Uh, you want to spend every waking second with them. And that may not be what the person coming home wants. Um, I found that it's really a good idea to ask permission before touching. And I know that's really hard, but you've got to keep in mind. Now I'm talking to the people that are at home and I want you to add to this. Remember this, um, the whole thing about physical touch. Um, a lot of physical touch is negative when you're in prison. So we really need to keep in mind to respect people's space. So other things that I've observed is your person coming home may not shut the bathroom door. Why? Because they haven't had one to close for many years. They also might not come out of their room. Now, I found two different experiences. Uh, sometimes they never want to be in their room and want to be around people all the time and fill all their time and space. Others don't ever want to come out of the room and they set their room up like their bunk. They have their bed and they have the TV at the end with the video games, a little box with their snacks, maybe a Tupperware container with their personal items. And that's about it. So the other thing is, is the person who went in is not the person who comes out. And again, as families and friends, this is a total foreign thing to us. Um, most people that are inside protect those who are on the outside by not telling them the truth of what's really going on in prison. Uh, we don't want to hear it because we fear for you and you don't want to share it because you don't want your families worrying about you all the time. But keeping that in mind, things happen in prison and it takes time to heal from that. So families are really at a loss as to how to help. So another thing, no expectations. And this should go on both sides. Those coming out should not expect us to just jump on the bandwagon and know what you need because we don't. It's going to take a lot of communication and it takes time and you have to talk to each other and not put too much pressure on each other. So those of you who have done solitary confinement, 
um, here in Maine that's uh, being reduced all the time. But solitary confinement really causes a lot of problems for the person that's coming home. <clears throat> We've heard of post-traumatic stress disorder. There's also post-incarceration syndrome. And that is exasperated by solitary confinement. So again, family members, if you sent something home to them, explaining that. Give them a heads up of what maybe to expect. So something else I found, don't touch or move anything that belongs to the person who just came home. That is showing disrespect. You have very little when you're on the inside and what is yours is yours and it's not somebody else's. So it takes a while for that edge to come off. And you have to remember that, that your family members may be picking up your stuff and putting it somewhere to keep it safe for you, where you may see it as a very big invasion of your privacy and rights. Another thing I find is someone who comes home never answers the phone. I don't know if it's from not answering a phone or if they're thinking probation might be calling. It seems that text messaging is the preferred way of communication. That being said, text messaging loses a lot. Uh, we can't show our expressions. You can't hear if we're mad or joking. Uh, sometimes it's hard to tell if someone's joking or being sarcastic. So remember that with text messaging. Open-ended questions. If you ask a question with a yes or no answer, you're not going to get very far. So again, that goes on both ends. Um, you have to be able to have communication with each other. So I always like to ask someone to be included in what's going on in the household, whether it's dinner at the table, going for a ride, uh, watching a movie, but also with that, no expectations. So I want to make sure that somebody feels included but I don't want them to be expected to do something they may not want to do. And you're going to find, <clears throat> families are going to find a lot of that. Um, when someone has had every decision and time laid out for them, it's really hard when they come home to expect that people to stick to a schedule, although you need that. Um, another thing is aggressive behavior or complete withdrawal. Again, it takes time to learn being back outside again. Um, it's another culture in there. Okay, some people come out and they're oversexual, drive their partners crazy, that's all they want. Or the opposite might happen. They may have the fear of that intimacy or they may not be able to perform because of depression and anxiety and all of the stimulus going on around when they come home. 
And some people never want to sleep. This really can set you up for failure. Uh, you need sleep. You need to eat. You need to take care of yourself. Uh, when you feel like your time has been taken away and you come home, you want to make full use of all of your time. You don't want to miss out on anything more than you've already missed out on. But you really need to take that time to relax and to sleep and to set up a good routine and schedule for yourself. Uh, I don't want to say to get back to normal life because I don't know that there is such a thing. But to have some kind of normalcy each day, uh, something that is a routine to keep you accountable and keep you out of trouble. So again, people keep going until they drop or they sleep all the time. Again, the thing about never wanting to sleep or the idea of being depressed and just not wanting to do anything and staying in bed. So again, this is uh, my observations of some people that come home. Uh, from steps to recovery, their things that they mention is PTSD, and they talk about trauma before going into prison, and then um, PTSD from the events that happen while they are incarcerated. Institutionalized traits, and of course, this is um, critical thinking that you may not have used, uh, making choices, parts of the brain that aren't used as much during institutionalization. Antisocial traits, uh, it's a lot of time spent alone. Sometimes it takes a long time before you feel comfortable uh, sitting down in social situations again. But that's all right. Give yourself time and take it slow. Sensory deprivation. So again, being in prison without the contact with the outside world, so much is stripped away. Um, taste, smell, sight, sound. Uh, so be prepared for that overload. Uh, if you expect it, um, maybe you can be a little more prepared for it. It's strange some of the things that have bothered people coming home. Um, too many choices over making a, getting a candy bar and walk out without one because there was just too many. So I guess that's about it for this week. Um, we have set up a Facebook page for family members, and it's just facebook.com forward slash peaceful sociologist. Uh, I'm very well aware that you're not... Uh, don't have access to Facebook in the facilities, but some of your friends and families are listening to the podcast and I want them to have a resource page. So I have started that. Well, it's been great joining you again. I look forward to being back in a couple of weeks. Uh, we have some guests lined up. Aaron Kinzel will be coming on and talking about the second chance education um, for people that are incarcerated. And then we will also talk about 
having some uh, resiliency skills um, from somebody who has had to pick up and start over again. It's been great joining you again. I look forward to being back again in a couple of weeks. If you want to write us, it's the Prison Pod, Post Office Box 294, Orono, Maine, 04473.